everyone. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host meaningful conversations exploring all topics of the human experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hey, Dewey. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) It's going really good. As mentioned, I already got some sun in today, went on a hike, prepped for this mentally while I was there. Yeah, amazing. (sighs) I'm feeling good. How's How's your spirit right now? My spirit is good. It's the beginning of March. I feel like yesterday was kind of a reset and I had the opportunity just to kind of take the day to clean and do some self-care and now I'm feeling ready for the week, you know, feeling good, feeling great. Yeah, I've I've looked at Mondays in that light recently of spending my Monday not necessarily jumping right into work, but like easing into the week and like mentally, spiritually, energetically preparing my space for it. Yeah, it's moon day. It's a day to, you know, get ready for what's to come during the week. And, you know, even yesterday when I woke up, I actually was feeling like, kind of like a case of the Mondays or whatever. And just Cause I like to take Sundays off to do nothing like no work or anything. Mm-hmm. So when Monday came around, I was like, Oh man, like I have so much to do. And I was so overwhelmed. And what made me feel better was just to take a step back and to clean my space and to write my to-do list for the week and to just spend some time reading and like getting some sun and going grocery shopping Mm -hmm. and then I felt better I was like okay I can handle everything that I have to do because I'm taken care of yeah and I'm feeling good about everything that was like you know I felt like it was very overwhelming but now I'm like centered and ready to go (laughs) yeah yeah that's beautiful so before we get into our conversation, I'm going to invite you to share with us your gratitude. Yes. So first of all, I am really happy that I had the chance to do this because I've seen you doing it daily. And I feel like I have a lot of gratitude, but I kind of like think about what I'm grateful for and writing it down was a great process for me to really take an extra second to realize how thankful I am. So here we go. I am grateful to be alive on this planet. I am grateful for my health, for my physical temple. I am grateful for my creative powers. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I'm grateful for my family, friends, and supportive web of fans, admirers, peers, cheering me on and encouraging me to create. I am grateful to live in Los Angeles, working as an artist. I truly live the life I have always dreamed of. Mm. 
I'm grateful for every collaborator, every client, every band and musician that has trusted my vision for their projects. I'm thankful for all the opportunities that are now available to me and those that are currently manifesting. And I'm grateful for all the memories, life experiences, and all the stories that I've gathered on the way. Mm, that's, that you. is so beautifully <laughs> written. <laughs> I feel like you just read a poem. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great practice because I, I knew that I was, um, you know, going to prep for this with the list and I think I've been kind of like thinking about it over the weekend. And then this morning I had a chance to sit down and really just feel the gratitude for being alive. And even the simple things like the cup of coffee this morning and the hot shower and just really kind of taking a step back and uh, enjoying the, the simple but really powerful moments, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like noticing the little things and how the little things are actually big things is something that you recently really gained a perspective on or do you think or do you have you always had that perspective well I think it's a just like a re-remembering all the time um, you know, I always have had some sort of, um, you know, spiritual lifestyle since I was probably like 16, but we, in the course of life, we forget the things that are true. And then we like, kind of go back and remember them. So lately, if I do get overwhelmed, I like to take a step back and enjoy the little things, even if it's a walk in the park. And that little thing, like you said, becomes such a such a big stress relief and big part of um, just taking care of yourself. And it's important to remember that, you know, like 10 minutes of meditation or a half an hour of stretching seems like maybe trivial in the course of like everything we have to do. But those are the, the glue that, you know, holds us together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, recently, when I've found myself to be like really stressed out, or like my mind's been all over the place, or I catch my thoughts kind of going this in this loop, I have been more conscious of stepping back mm -hmm. and not pressuring myself to continue overwhelming myself in the space that I'm already in. And yeah. I feel like that's something that a lot more people should be more mindful of is figuring out how to refocus their energy onto something that will bring you more ease in that moment. It's so true. And, you know, sometimes we forget that cleaning our room or our apartment or kitchen can kind of do that and it kind of reset the space. So that's a tool that I've been, you know, recently using a lot because um, life is overwhelming and, and you really like, I think cleaning is a, a big stress reliever for me. And it's a simple form of magic because you're transforming your space, you know, in like an hour, however long it takes you to do that. But you are 
you're physically transforming it and, and creating a different energy. So if I'm ever feeling stuck and like, you know, I don't have, I don't want to go for a walk or anything like that. It's like, I move some stuff around, I clean. And then all of a sudden it's just way easier for me to get into the zone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that you've had, you know, somewhat of a spiritual lifestyle since you were a teenager. Yeah. Why do you mention specifically like when you, like since you were 16? Well, I think that was when I discovered my mother's copy of Be Here Now by Ram Das and like it was always like there but that was when I like picked it up and started reading it. And I was just like, wow, like this is kind of like affirming that there was like more to just like contemporary reality, you know, in like the late nineties, I just, I wasn't satisfied by like what school was offering or anything. And I just always knew there was like more to life. And I feel like that book kind of opened me up in a way where I was like, okay, like there is a whole, you know, psychedelic movement that happened and spiritual movement and Ram Das kind of took both of those things and, and integrated them, you know, into this book. And I was just blown away and, you know, I would show my friends and everything and they would catch on later, but um, it really like left an impression on me as far as, um, you know, psychedelics and spirituality. Yeah. I, you know, spirituality and awakening is one of those things where it'll come to you when you're ready. Yeah. And, you know, I have found myself approaching more of a curiosity and openness to exploring psychedelics I've never I've Mm -hmm. never done it um I've only smoked weed so I'm curious about you know microdosing and yeah all of that what is like could you tell me a little bit more about those experiences yeah definitely um I think you know magic mushrooms are a great tool especially for creative individuals to kind of unlock their subconscious a little bit and to see a little bit more um you know more internally and kind of like it reveals a little bit more of you know the the spectrum that our senses rely on so it kind of widens things up a little bit the colors get a little brighter the music gets a little bit deeper you're able to experience things Um, more in the moment I would say it kind of unlocks the eternal present and filters a lot of the the veils or barriers we have um, in everyday life from experiencing these these moments or these like these sensations so it really is kind of like it's more reductive for me it doesn't it takes away blockages and uh, makes me kind of exist Uh, more in the present tense. Um, You know, I think that I've used psychedelics as like a spiritual retreat, like, you know, once or twice a year, kind of go into nature and, and have like a revelatory experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also 
microdosing, which is interesting because you can take a tiny amount and you don't really have a trip, but um, you can kind of access a creative flow state a little easier and kind of like work on creative projects for, you know, a little bit longer than you would be able to normally. Yeah. What's the, so, dif- yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between shrooms and LSD, like in your experience? Um, well, shrooms, because they come from the earth, I feel like the magic mushroom is, you know, it has, it's more earthy, it's more physical, uh, it's more kind of like bodily mm-hmm. and, um, LSD because it's, you know, it's made in the lab, but it is derived from these, like, um, you know, these processes from nature, it tends to be a little bit more predictable and like easier to kind of just like measure and control. Um, Mm -hmm. But the feeling is very similar, I would say. I think that, you know, there's, there's people like Terrence McKenna, who introduced like magic mushrooms to like the Western society at large. I think that he would say they're like completely different, but I would say that they're very similar, um, you know, in like small quantities at the microdosing level. Um, but when you're doing like a bigger dose, I would say that they definitely have very different qualities. And for me, mushrooms are more emotional and they're more physical and they're more earthy. And I, and I also like, um, you know, sometimes it's like very emotional and it like really like you're like kind of like riding these like waves of like, you know, different feelings and at a big dose, it can be like a lot for some people, but it's also very therapeutic and healing. Mm -hmm. So um, I look at it as like, you know, you have to do it responsibly and it helps to kind of do it with somebody that has experienced it before. Yeah. And um, I think that it can be very healing, especially when you go into the experience with the intention of having it reveal something to you or the intention of just kind of like uh, expanding creatively. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think of it as a holy sacrament, um, almost like an art shaman would like use. Mm. And you know, it also goes back thousands, hundreds of thousands of years um, in our, in human's history. Like we have always kind of used different substances to change our perspective and to access different qualities of the divine energy. Yeah. Yeah. What is a profound experience if you've had one in doing psychedelics or you Um, mentioned it like being it it possibly being like a very emotional experience yeah well I think that um a really awesome experience that I had was going to Ojai a couple summers ago with a couple really close friends of mine Mm -hmm. and we took LSD and had the most amazing time kind of like um, communing as a group and just like experiencing things together and really like um, the friendship and brotherhood vibe was like really strong. And I feel like 
the LSD had a lot to do with it because it kind of like takes away any like um, barriers to communicating and it allows you to like express yourself a little bit more openly. Mm. Um, so that was like a birthday trip I set up for myself with all my best friends and it was really just affirming and I was like around just like all my like favorite homies that and there was just like a lot of like just like love and brotherhood and I felt really like close and like strong and we were all kind of like sharing you know it was almost like a reunion so we were all sharing stories and swapping like different like technique like spiritual techniques too like my friend Chad was showing us like some qigong stuff and how to control the chi and it was like it was like a spiritual retreat it was really cool yeah that's really so, cool yeah I recommend something like that um and it was really profound and definitely had an influence on like the years to come after that yeah how come um well I feel like it opened me up um to access new energies within me and yeah. just to make me kind of like see what I wanted to do more clearly and like go for that yeah yeah what would you say is where you're at spiritually right now like do you feel like oh man I feel like I'm just a baby because I've just started meditating again so I feel better than I have in a really long time but I know it's just the beginning of the next chapter of my journey mm-hmm. and meditation has been really nice because I think of it as allowing the dust to settle a little bit and to just exist without so many thoughts swirling around. Um, So now that like the dust is starting to settle a little bit, I kind of want to like just deepen my meditation practice. And I was using headspace in the beginning. And now that I've kind of like taught myself to meditate again, I feel like I kind of moved beyond wanting to do the prompted meditation and just to do it uh, by myself. But I found that solfeggio healing frequencies are really awesome to listen to while I'm meditating. So I kind of have been using these frequencies to like almost like travel on in a way or just kind of like breathe with while I'm meditating. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And um, exercise is definitely a spiritual tool for me to um, realign my energy and to feel like strong and powerful and just to empower myself on a daily basis and to like, you know, uh, feel really good about myself. Yeah. And I think that's one of the keys is like, you know, to be able to help others and to do your work, like we have to take care of ourselves and we have to feel good about ourselves. So, um, you know, feeling like really good from exercise I feel like has allowed things to kind of like my work to get better my artwork to get better and everything that I do to get better Mm -hmm. I've been feeling the exact same about exercise and meditation I've really been diving into binaural beats and Mm accessing those frequencies while meditating and also working out as a avenue or a tool to exert my energy and not allow stagnancy to be built up yes 
And because we're working at the computer so often, it's important to kind of like shake it off a little bit. And sometimes I like to work in the more like work on design in the morning and I have to like really make a point to get away from the computer, go outside and go for a walk mm-hmm. and get the blood moving because there's time for that. There's time for, you know, a half an hour, 45 minute walk, like, sure. and that will just make your mind work better. And I feel like uh, when I work out in the morning, first thing, that's like the best way for me to go about my day. And mm-hmm. when I get a good workout in my brain seems to work better and I can think like so, so much more clearly. Yeah. One thing that I have always admired about you is your consistency as an artist you are always sharing collages and your work and even now with you just launching comfort club I feel like you're really good at just consistency and like putting things out there in a way that feels natural but is still very present Mm -hmm. wow what like from the outside looking in it seems like you just have a really good relationship with your art and with creating do you would you say that's true yeah I feel like um you know art really isn't just a job for me and even though you know my livelihood is based upon making artwork for clients and um, merchandising my artwork. It really is more of a lifestyle. So, um, and it's not really that way for other artists. And sometimes I wish I could turn it off, but I'm always working and it's not really work though, because I really love to create and whether it's making a collage, whether it's designing an album cover or, putting together a new collection for comfort club or even kind of creative directing a photo shoot. It's really just the process of creation that taps me into the zone and like the flow state. So it's kind of the same thing as like the present or being in the now it's the act of, of creating kind of um, kind of like loosens me up and, and really allows me to forget about everything else and allows me to exist and and to project my energy on something that I find you know useful and valuable. So um, I don't really equate what I make to like how I feel, but it's really subtle because I always am producing and and I wake up really early because I'm excited to make more stuff. And sometimes I'm like pulling late nights because I can't stop making stuff. But it's almost like an obsession. And I feel like it works for me because, um, you know, I, I have so many different artistic avenues going on. And I really just feel like they're each just an extension of you know, different aspects of my practice. So, you know, I have like the graphic design and collage and, and the clothing, and it's all almost like the same thing. I'm, I'm just like, I'm just doing my thing and kind of like putting it in the different boxes. Yeah. Um, But I also feel like the consistency is part of my work ethic. And, 
you know, I don't know if it has to do with my, like, you know, my sign or, or what, but I'm like very ambitious and like, I'm just never going to stop chipping away at like the greater vision I have. And like, I feel like as an artist, like the greater vision, like we're just always trying to like redefine that. And, but I'm always like working towards something bigger and I'm never satisfied. So I think that also like helps the hustle because, you know, I'm trying to get somewhere and that finish line keeps on moving. And I'm, I'm really just, I'm keeping on like working and doing my thing until, you know, until I'm satisfied, which may never happen. But I think that makes me a stronger artist too. It's like, you know, the slight dissatisfaction just trying to perfect my pieces just makes my work tighter and tighter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like kind of, that's like um, what a lot of artists deal with is like, you know, you're just like searching and searching for this like perfect vision that you have in your head, but you're just not quite there yet. Yeah. And it's almost frustrating, but it's fueling me to, it, to create another series and try to get my vision to my, the fit, like the artwork to match the vision that I have in my head yeah yeah it's a constant quest (laughs) yeah yeah I have found that it's an interesting relationship regarding like being an ambitious creative and never really being fully satisfied I think there is a way that that can be healthy Mm -hmm. um and as we keep growing, I feel like the vision does continue to evolve. And that's why there is no finish line because as you keep growing as an artist, you keep expanding your mind to new things. And because of that, your vision continues to also change. Yeah. Why did you mention earlier that you sometimes wish you could turn it off? Um. Well, I think that, you know, I feel like some designers or artists are like, they, their art is like a day job. It's a Monday through Friday, nine to five. And, you know, when they get home, they're just able to like live like these normal lives and like have like, but like, I, I feel like I'm much different than that. And I'm just like, you know, always, always working, like even on vacation. And it's not like a bad thing. But I, I can see how, um, you know, it might be nice just to like shut it off, yeah. you know, the, the ambition to create like every once in a while. But yeah. um, it's just, it's what makes me happy, you know? And I'm really fortunate that what makes me happy also aligns with, you know, my livelihood and a style that people, um, you know, re- a style that resonates with people that want to hire me. So it's like a perfect balance of doing this artistic exploration and personal work and then having my future clients see that and hiring me um, based upon like what I'm excited about. And it always seems to be like the personal work that I'm chipping away at that gets me the new work. So Mm. it's really important that I keep on um, finessing and, and uh, you know, perfecting my techniques for me 
yeah. because that will just expand my, you know, portfolio and, and the clients will see how I'm like, you know, doing exciting things that are, you know, um, just for me. And it's funny, like the personal work, sometimes it feel like, it feels like sometimes like, why am I doing this? Like, this is not like a project that's getting me paid or whatever, but it's so important to keep on experimenting, especially uh, for me, because, you know, the client work is always going to be coming in and, but the personal work is where I get to experiment with nobody telling me what to do, or mm. I get, I get to just really express myself and, and do some stuff that I would be scared to show a client, but then by doing that and getting really like wild with it, I'm creating like new avenues for me to express design wise. So it's really helpful for me to like, just always have like some sort of project on, on the side. And honestly, like the comfort club thing um, is almost like that side project for me because I get to just test out all these ideas and designs and then whatever I really resonate with to put it out. So it's cool to have this platform to kind of express myself freely mm-hmm. um, and to just like have this um, really like free creative expression. Yeah. So what does, like really briefly, what does a typical day look like for you? Because if I were to envision it, <laughs> <laughs> you, from what you mentioned, you wake up early, you work out, kind of do your morning thing, grab your coffee, and you get to creating. And I just picture you cutting magazines all day and doing collages <laughs> and browsing through books and yeah. touching on like the client stuff, of course. Well, it's funny because I, I do have like a typical day and that I do wake up early and have some sort of like morning meditation and then work out at least like half of the week. Um, but depending on what day it is kind of dictates what I'm doing. And I think, um, you know, my girlfriend had a lot to do with that. She was just kind of telling me about each day and what kind of energies they kind of encapsulate. And that's why on Mondays I've been kind of like taking it back a step and writing out the, the to-do list and cleaning and doing self care because it's moon day and it's, you know, it's a day to kind of like restore yourself and take that day. Um, So yeah, like I kind of have been um, using each day and each day dictates what I'm going to be doing that day. So Monday, I, I do like really light to do list stuff. And then on Tuesday I will take action and I will start the week's designs and I will start the communication process with clients. On Wednesday is a big communication day for me. I'll take a, a lot of my calls on Wednesday and I'll do um, a lot of my, my emailing and just touching base with like a lot of my clients and my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and um on Thursdays, I, it's kind of the same thing. Um, I like to do something, you know, for myself on Thursday that has to do with some kind of like higher learning. Like I'll like have like a work day, but I'll also kind of like study something or like, or read something. 
uh, for a while. And on Friday is like a big, like kind of like a workout day for me. And like, um, just like a big, like studio day too. Like there's like a lot of energy on Fridays to like get like, you know, dressed up and do like a big work day and kind of just feel like really good and powerful about everything. Mm-hmm. And on Saturdays, I kind of like wrap up the week and have like a half weekend, half work day. Yeah. And, sun- and Sunday I take off. Yeah. And like the design really falls in, like the design process really gets uh, intense on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I would say I do most of my design work. And then on like the beginning days of the week, I'll do my collage work, my personal work. So for me, mapping it out, instead of trying to do everything in one day, every day, I I use different days to work on different projects. And I kind of have it's really helped me take control of my time because it can be really overwhelming when I have so many ideas that I want to execute in one day. But if I know that I have a particular day to do a particular thing, it helps me manage my time. Mm -hmm. And that's like my new thing. Like I never want to say I'm busy anymore because I feel like when people say they're busy, it just sounds like they're out of control and like they don't have Mm -hmm. control over their time and they're like swimming in projects and they don't know what to do. And that's just um, something that this year I've, I've been changing and I, I've been guilty of saying that I'm, I'm busy in the past. Like I'm so busy. Ah. <laughs> like, yeah. but that's, that's just not my wave anymore. I'm just really like trying to take my time and, and do things um, and control the time the way I want to control it. Mm-hmm. I will say that I myself in the energy exchanges that we've shared you do feel more at ease and more with the flow in the past couple of months. I have noticed mm. that. Yeah. I too recently learned about the significance of each day. And I'm currently in that process of aligning myself to the significance of those days. Yeah, I think it's really helpful because, you know, we all have so many different things going on. But if you know that Sunday, you just take the day for yourself, it also allows you to not feel guilty about taking time for yourself. And if you have the boundaries and the schedule set up, then you can really allow yourself to kind of decompress on those days that you set up. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at rest as something that they fear in a sense or they see as unproductive because really the truth of the matter is like there is a way that you can find this balance but it's you have to structure your time like that's that's where it's at like if you can really be determined to create a schedule that allows for rest and allows for work and all of that. And you're very strategic about it. Like you said, when you do come to resting, you won't feel guilty because you know that you have this time allotted for the work and the clients and all of that. So I'm glad that you are Yeah. And it's kind of nice. And like one tool or like exercise that I do um, 
that's just been helping me is just visualize what you have to do and visualize yourself doing it easily without any trouble. And like, it kind of like gets the gears going and I'm, I allow myself just to kind of like slip into my duties because I've already like gone through them in my head and it's just, it's way easier. Um, um, but yeah, like visualization is a technique that I use all the time because I want to visualize myself as like the best version of myself. So kind of like thinking about what that is and, and trying to be that. Mm-hmm. What does the best version of yourself look like? What is your current, <laughs> what is your current vision of Dewey? Um, I mean, the highest, best version of myself is, you know, a little fitter, uh, totally at peace, just somebody that people can count on for a feeling of peace and comfort and um, friendship and companionship and someone that is um, trustworthy and kind and generous and full of love and light and uh and good vibes yeah yeah I can see that (laughs) you're already on your way you're already there yeah you know we're we're all we're all on the way to our best versions of ourselves Mm -hmm. something that just came to my mind that I want to bring up is I think it was towards the end of last year maybe or maybe it was further back you were investing time in producing music yes yeah so was that like way long ago my time is kind of um, warped right now no the i released four tracks with a couple of the homies in at the end of 2019 so it's been like almost a year and a half now but yeah music is something that i've done for a very long time even before art and it's kind of funny because uh it's almost like a past life for me but it's always been either in the background or something that I've been just doing on the side so um it's music is a huge part of me and I think that's kind of like why I do what I do because I wanted to be involved in the music industry and you know, I didn't know it wasn't going to be as a music artist, but I, you know, I like, I am working in the music industry in a capacity that, you know, is just mind blowing to the teenage version of myself. So yeah, like music is just a big part of my life and it informs a lot of my artwork too. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like another medium, you know, it's almost the same expression of, of that energy. Um, so yeah, like about like my music, I definitely plan on releasing more of it. And a lot of my collaborators are in Philadelphia. So when I'm back on the East coast in Philly, that's when I'm usually in the studio. And we definitely even have like new songs that are like being prepped right now. So yeah like stay tuned because there's definitely like some surprising material for people they're gonna be like wait what like (laughs) Dewey does music too yeah and like it's just funny because at a certain point I had to choose between 
art and music in a certain capacity. I remember in like 2000, 2015 or 2016, I was doing music in Philly, like doing a lot of shows and putting music out and doing artwork. And it was like a lot. And then when the Anderson Malibu project came through and I had to work on that, that was almost like when I decided to take art like more seriously and to like invest all of my time into it. Mm-hmm. And it was like a kind of a hard decision to make, but it was almost based on like money in a way. I was like, I need to make a career that's going to like, you know, be something. And, and I felt like, you know, doing the album covers was just more stable and something that I could definitely do. Um, and music was something that even though I love doing it, doing it professionally as a career, I started to have second thoughts and I was just like, let's, let's refocus and let's put all of my like energy into this one, one basket for now. And I think like in retrospect, I'm like, you know, it's a little bittersweet, but I'm really happy that I did choose to just go full force with the artwork because I've reached, you know, success at heights I've never really imagined before. So I think that's like, there's something to be said, like, you know, we're all multi-talented, but it's, it helps to focus like, like at a certain time, like I can still do music, but it helps to focus on like one thing at a time and to watch it grow and, and to invest your energy in something that you believe in and that you feel really good about. So like, it was a hard decision, but I'm really happy that I made that decision, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Thank you. But now that. I get to do music as a hobby or like a side project passion. And it's better than I, you know, better than I even imagine. So it's like funny, like, it's like, there's no, there's no attachment to make money from it. And that's why like, I'm making, having more fun making music than ever, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I just thought of that because I remembered that that was something you were working on. And I was wondering if you had like completely just let it go. Yeah. I mean, no, I was like freestyling in the shower earlier and it, I'm not going to lie. Like it was, it was fire. So it's just like, it's something that kind of just informs my lifestyle, you know, like I just, I grew up on hip hop and rap and just, that's just what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I also admire about you is how you are a very resourceful person and you are someone that is um in the way that I say resourceful is like you actually share resources sometimes on your Mm -hmm. socials but also you'll share a lot of your personal work which allows people to see your creative process but also you'll share some ideas that you have sometimes. And for me, sometimes I feel called to ask you, like you don't come off as someone who's like afraid to put your ideas out there for people to see. You know, like I feel like a lot of people are afraid to share their ideas or are afraid 
for others to know their ideas. And I'm sure you're not like, I, I'm sure you keep things to yourself, but yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that being like an open source of information is important for the artist community. And I don't know if I was always like this, but in the past years, I've been very open to collaboration and very open to sharing my knowledge and resources. And I've had a lot of friends and people that I've met on Twitter and just online share resources with me. So I think it's my responsibility to pay it forward to other artists as well. And I feel like it doesn't make sense to hoard or hide anything. And like, I have ideas for projects that I won't share because, you know, there, it's just, it's, it's my idea for something that's just new and different, but I love sharing uh, public domain resources or like websites for like designs and fonts. I think that's important, especially for younger designers just to have access that, to that kind of stuff. Um, and that's what, that's what the internet is for anyway. It's like, there's no sense of hide, hiding anything. You know what I mean? Like, we should be sharing as much as possible, trying to build everybody up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Because really, like, we don't make it until everybody makes it, you know? Like, yeah. I want to see all of my homies thriving, and I'll do what I have to do to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Speaking of, you know, recent years, I, I slightly do want to touch on this past year that we had. What impact did this past year have on you whether professionally personally mentally like what changes did Mm. it bring for you um well I think that it was just a a grand reset and we were all forced to examine what we were doing even just on like a human level and it was important I'm not going to say that it was like a good or like a great year but it was an important year for growth and you know I found physical fitness again and I like I re-empowered myself physically emotionally and spiritually so it was an important year for me personally to take a step back and to um to work on myself and to rebuild myself and to um reprioritize the things that were important mm-hmm. um so yeah like amidst like the uncertainty and the chaos I actually found a lot of like inner strength through it all mm-hmm. yeah you recently got into a relationship how has that experience been during these times You know, it's been really healing and therapeutic just to um, be able to um, connect with somebody that's on my level spiritually or probably beyond me, but just somebody that I can like really um, be with intimately and understand on a whole nother level um, and learn from, you know, so it's been very enlightening experience, Mm. very expansive and very creative and healthy experience. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, just nice feelings of like wholeness and completion and, and um, yeah, it's just been um, really beneficial for my growth as an artist as well, just to be able to um, tap into some new energies and to express myself freely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been curious about, you know, navigating intimate relationships during this time. And I think this year there's probably more ease because the energy last year was very heavy, intense. Um, Yeah. So I was just curious about how your experience has been. And I'm glad that it's, it feels very wholesome. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, being healthy is, is really like my goal. Cause I feel like that just equates to happiness, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. I want to, you know, before we bring this conversation to a close, I want to take advantage of you being, um, open and willing to talk about the loss of your dad. Um, because, I can relate to that. I also, you know, have experienced in this lifetime losing my father at what I believe we're still at a very young age. How do you feel his loss has impacted you? I know that as we get older, the impact kind of changes over time. Yeah. Um, well, I have a candle lit on the altar I made for him right now. So my relationship with him has deepened uh, in the past few months. And I've been like talking to him more and kind of calling in more memories and communication mm-hmm. and um, opening myself up to communicating with him through means that cannot be explained or understood yeah yeah I know that death is kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people that you know makes people uncomfortable which is understandable but something that I have always told people is that I actually like when people ask me about my dad and ask me what he what he was like and what our memories were because that's how you keep him alive yeah exactly yeah I I can relate to that too um I'm always down to talk about my dad or like stories or just you know and sometimes I feel like I might bring him up too much but it's only because it's my way to keep his memory alive Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll just feel his energy and it'll I'll just be talking about him and like it's just it helps me keep those memories fresh and kind of like the more you talk like the more memories you can that like are jogged or whatever that kind of unlock so it's actually really important for me to keep on searching for even like forgotten memories because that's like what we have to remember Mm -hmm. and um you know, lately I've been just, um, you know, fascinated by the person he was. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and fascinated by how similar I am to him mm-hmm. and that genetics are just such an interesting thing because you know not only do I feel his presence on like a non-physical realm but I also feel him in me on like a purely like you know physical realm because we're copies genetic copies of our parents and we're so similar to them mm-hmm. in ways that we can't even understand so you know by celebrating ourselves we're celebrating them too for sure and just like continuing the work that you know they they allowed us to do and I feel like I'm continuing in his footsteps like he kind of showed me the path that I'm that I'm now like forging through yeah yeah I've also been especially lately having like accessing more memories that were kind of lost yeah especially during this kind of spiritual experience that I've been having this season in my life like remembering random things that he would do spiritually as well where I'm Mm. realizing now like wow that was like a very spiritual thing of him to do and at the time I didn't even realize it but now as I'm older it's like I do see the similarities and it is like it makes you feel good yeah yeah that's awesome well yeah bless both of those men those men's lives because here we are yeah you know and yeah I had a really profound experience at the end of last year where I was able to pick up a lot of my dad's paintings from the old collector Mm -hmm. uh, like right below San Francisco so I have about 20 of his paintings that my whole family thought were kind of like, you know, out of the family's collections for good. So it's been a really kind of like cosmic connection with him, seeing his artwork and being able to just like, you know, hold his, his creative energy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that I think that was a major boost for me and, and a major like, you know, connection um, with him and, Ever since that happened, I've, I've been feeling like more connected to him. Yeah, so. that's beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. <sighs> well, this was a beautiful conversation. And yeah. I love seeing this path that we're on. I love continuing to see you just unfold and expand as an artist. And um, I'm genuinely grateful to have aligned with you and to be able to exchange energy with you in the way that we have and that we are. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you for having me.